Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. On today's episode, my guest is Charlie Turner, farmer, distiller, and co-founder of Penrose Spirits located in Kington, England. And today we are going to chat about the distillery and gin products, as well as Charlie's path to becoming a distiller. Welcome, Charlie. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. That's quite an intro. (laughs) Well, we like to do it right here, you know. I'm really super excited to learn about your distillery and, of course, all your gins, because that's ultimately what we're here for. But first, as with all episodes, we're going to share what gin cocktail we are drinking today. And since you're my guest, you get to go first. So what are you drinking today, Charlie? I'm going for a breakfast martini. During lockdown in the UK, we had all these wonderful people working for us who wouldn't ordinarily work on the farm. And every Friday, I tried to do a cocktail in the orchards with some of the girls that were helping us. We had sort of uh, a lot of people who were working in the in bars who were helping us, you know. Well, today I'm actually having just a traditional gimlet, you know, just gin, lime juice, and just a tiny splash of simple syrup because I don't like mine too sweet. So it's just basic gimlet today. Mm, tastes, mm. Sounds good. Yes, yummy. So let's talk about you and your story. What drew you to distilling initially? I've always liked making things. I'm a farmer by trade and farmers like to produce something that they're proud of. Gin sort of took off in this country and I looked at it and I thought, you know, that's something we could do quite easily on the farm. You know, we've got buildings and we could easily do something and just so important to diversify and find other enterprises when you're farming. So it was just a natural curiosity, really, to have a go at it. I was always having a bit of a play. First thing I did, I bought a little still, you know, a little three-litre copper still. Mm -hmm. And then I'd disappear off to Aldi, and I'd buy the cheapest vodka you could possibly find. I used to set off all the alarms in the supermarket when I was leaving, despite having paid for it all, because I'd come out with about sort of 10 bottles of vodka. And then I'd spend the weekend just messing about with flavors and and trying to see if I could make a gin. I wasn't very good to start off with. It's a little bit more complicated than you first think. But anyway, you know, I'd sort of look up a recipe and then trying to change it a little bit. And I just sort of had a go. And it was all good fun. I got a phone call from my business partner. He suddenly sprung on me. Oh, by the way, I bought a still. Then we were committed. You know, we we bought a beautiful German still. And as soon as we got the still, we just committed to having a go. Yeah, absolutely. And so you have a farm. Let's talk about what you farm first, because I think people really need to understand where the gin came from in conjunction with the farming. We're fruit farmers in Herefordshire, and we grow strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, cherries. They're they're all delicious things, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, we take a lot of pride in what we grow. But we always end up with some waste. Well, we don't call it waste. We call it wibbly-wobbly fruit. It's all those, you know, that I don't know what it's like in Canada, but this, the retailers over here, you know, if you've got the slightest misshape or slight blemish on your strawberry, you know, it's not fit for going into the store. So we've always got, got some stuff left over. And so that's where the farm really, it sort of fits in with the farm. So we're producing gins that reflect what we grow on the farms. We've got, you know, an apple-flavoured gin because we grow lots of apples. And we got blueberries in all our gins. It's just a great way 
of using up everything that we've got on the farm. And, and the environment is so important at the minute and the carbon footprints of everything that we grow. If you can use up everything that you produce, you effectively reduce the carbon footprint of what you're selling to the uh, retailers. So food waste is, I believe, is the equivalent of the carbon footprint of India. So if we can reduce that, we'll help everyone, won't we? The more we can reduce our footprint, the absolute better. And I love that as a distillery and as a business that you are consciously doing that. So yeah, that's awesome. So you had the farm, you started playing with your still. How did Penrose Distillery itself actually come out of all that? Penrose is the name of my partner's farm. And it's got quite a bit of history because Penrose Court, which is literally if I got an apple and chucked it over the road, I'd land it in Penrose Court's garden, used to be a brewery and it was owned by Monty Python. Wow. It's a bit like naming your child. (laughs) You spend hours just like debating over what names, you know, should we call it this? Should we call it that? And then you come back to the most obvious name and you think, well, why didn't I think of that? before and we wouldn't call it anything else now it's, it is right. penross and and it'll be penross forever right okay so let's talk about some of your products you know you mentioned a few different gins so what gins do you have currently and do you have anything besides gin too maybe uh, so we started off with my three liter still making all these weird concoctions and we were originally trying to create a blueberry gin as our first gin because you grow a lot of blueberries in canada don't you yes we do yeah. If you get a punnet of strawberries and you open the punnet and you leave it in the fridge, you come back in an hour's time, you can smell the strawberries in the fridge, but you do it with blueberries. There's no smell at all, isn't it? No, just, not really. It's just a punnet of blueberries. It's those smells and aromas that the spirit picks up and takes through to give you a flavor in your gin. So we didn't get very far with the blueberry flavor, but it made our gin quite smooth. So we actually got, I mean, your listeners can look him up. He's a guy called Jamie Baxter. He's a top, top chap. Knows absolutely everything there is to know about distilling and he's created quite a few recipes for some of the top distilleries in the uk they've probably done it abroad as well we gave him what we thought you know we said well, that's where we've got to and he helped us finish it off but it sort of made our gin london dry gin very smooth having the blueberries remaining in it so we kept the blueberries in there but that created our london dry and that's our signature gin and it will never change just within the first month of creating it we sent it off to the sip awards in California, and we came away with a gold medal. So we knew wow. we got, we were onto something there with our gin. We knew we weren't trying to push water uphill. And then we created a rhubarb gin and an apple and elderflower gin. And, and now we are in the process of creating a raspberry gin, strawberry gin release next summer because we're going to rebrand our bottles. So when we okay. rebrand the bottles, we'll come out with some more gins at the same time. Okay. So let's talk about the big award you got from Aldi. I think that's pretty significant for a small oh, distillery. That'd be very good to do business with. There's a gentleman who sort of keeps all the little distilleries on the straight and narrow to make sure they're not breaking the tax rules in this country. And he sent out an email saying that anyone interested in growing with Aldi. And uh, it was about February, March time when I got this email. It's like I explained to people, when you're starting off with making gin, it's like you're on a fishing trip. The more rods you put in the water, the more likely you are to catch a fish. But, you know, you might catch a little sprat (laughs) or you might catch something big. I filled this form and didn't hear anything more about it until end of March when I got a phone call saying we're coming to audit your distillery. Wow. 
And as some people might have just been thought, might have had the fear of God put into them by the thought of having to do an audit. But, you know, being farmers and supplying the retailers, we're already used to doing audits and right. ticking boxes and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was quickly got the audit together and the chap, the gentleman came all the way over to do it. And I asked him, how many audits are you doing? And he said, I'm, I'm doing you and one other. Wow. I immediately thought, crikey, we've got a 50-50 chance here. We might <laughs> That's get it. Good odds. Good odds. <laughs> and uh, we'd sent off samples to Aldi with the original uh, application. And uh, anyway, I got on really well with the uh, spirits buyer, although I was having a very stressful meeting with him on Zoom because my daughter got lost uh, trying oh. to deliver some gin somewhere. And she wouldn't stop ringing. You know, oh, you're on no. Zoom and the phone is going like every 30 seconds, this flipping phone is ringing and I, I put her on loudspeaker so I could say India you're not allowed to call I'm on a meeting and all I got was a whole lot of verbal abuse back from my daughter in front of the uh, spirits bar but anyway I got on quite well with uh, Andrew the spirits bar at, at Aldi and he said that he really liked our gin he said it was I think they had sort of 100 distilleries that applied for the uh, opportunity to do business with Aldi and they discarded the first sort of 50 because they weren't big enough to be able to produce the volume of gin that they were looking for mm-hmm. And then they did a taste test with the remaining 50. And we were the sixth bottle in line. And uh, when they got to bottle six, they liked that. And then every time they went up the line and they found one they liked, they went back to our bottle to compare it. And when they got to the end of the line, ours was still the best tasting gin or the one they liked the most anyway. So they gave me the order for, and they're so last minute. Oh my gosh, would not believe it. You know, they asked for 18,000 bottles in six weeks. Bear in mind, I didn't have a bottle to put it in. I didn't even have a label to put, put on the front of this bottle. So it was like, yeah, I'll sort it out. So that quickly ring round all of the bottle suppliers in the UK. Have you got a large amount of bottles in stock? Because most of the bottle suppliers just import the bottles in. Right. On demand, they hold any stock. Anyway, we found 18,000 of one type of bottle would just suit the job. So we quickly got three weeks of our six weeks for the bottles to arrive. And But in the first three weeks, we made all the gin and we got it all done and dusted. And it, they were really easy to do business with. We're in 900 stores all through the UK and fingers crossed, touch wood, you know, I hope we get to do another one with them next summer because I think the response was good enough for them to consider it mm-hmm. worth doing again, I think. So you've mentioned a couple of new flavors coming, but what's coming, anything new coming up? You know, what's next for you and the distillery? When you start something and you have no experience, you make mistakes, don't you? You learn by your mistakes. And the big thing, I've got several things I want to do. We do need to improve the bottle. Not that our bottle's not visually nice to look at because i think it is the problem is our bottle's too expensive for starters Uh, and also it's spray painted that looks brilliant but the problem is once you spray painted something and you put on the front of your bottle apple and elderflower gin or london dry gin Mm -hmm. that's all it can ever be we need to have a bespoke bottle made that is a work of art Right. But something that, that has a bit more flexibility so that we can have, say, a label on there. That we're coming up to Christmas. It would be ideal now to go foraging around the farm and do a Christmas limited edition gin. You know, lovely. Consider. Yeah, it would be lovely. But we don't have the bottle to do it with, you see this. Okay. So we're down to our last question. And while you've already shared some pretty fun stories, do you have any gincident stories that you can and are willing to share? I mean, we used to have great fun in the orchards. We crack eggs in them in the gin. We do all sorts of things. They were really nice girls, actually. They rented a restaurant in a nearby village. 
And of course, as soon as COVID came and they were closed down, they had no business. Right. She came and helped. I had a French girl and two other girls from the side of on and, and they were really good fun. Okay. And there you have it. Everything you wanted to learn about Penrose spirits and their gin and really cool Aldi story about getting your gin in and out in a really big way. And thank you so much, Charlie, for being here today. This is absolutely fascinating. And I really think it's going to help other people who are either starting a distillery or thinking of starting a distillery or even other distilleries to know that, you know, you all have a lot of the same challenges, which is I hear a lot, which is. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's good fun. All right. And be sure to check out the show notes for links to Penrose Spirits and the ginshop.ca for all your gin-tastic clothing and gin novelty needs. Until next time, remember, if you walk a mile in my shoes, you'll end up in a gin bar. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired, brought to you by the ginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, drop us a note heather at the ginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be ginned.